Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the non-award-winning podcast, The Things They Make MPA Students Do, Fall 2020 Edition. I'm your host, Scott Cameron, and today we're going to be discussing a topic from my Environmental Policy and Administration course from this semester. So we were tasked with identifying and explaining our ideal energy mix for the United States by the year 2050. And while I'm not going to be going into the details of that research paper, um, Throughout this today, I am going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into one aspect of the paper. Um, so for my ideal energy mix, just on a kind of a summary, I wanted to see the U.S. make a concerted effort to decarbonize our energy sector by promoting some of the renewable energies such as solar power and wind power. And while I didn't envision the U.S. energy uh, going 100% renewable by the year 2050 or anything like that, I would like to see around 40% of the nation's energy produced through various forms of renewable energy. Um, the one form of, of energy that I'd like to focus on in today's podcast is going to be solar energy and specifically how solar energy can um, save everybody money. So we'll be taking a look at how an individual homeowner could make the switch to solar and how that in turn may save them um, and potentially others money in the long run. So just as a little bit of a background, solar energy is a pretty simple concept to understand um, as all that it involves is taking the naturally occurring sunlight um, and converting that sunlight into energy by using, using solar panels. Uh, these solar panels or photovoltaic systems, PV systems, um, can be installed on an individual's home roof and then they'll take that energy that's collected by those panels from the sunlight to provide the energy for the home itself. So the initial question that I had regarding these types of solar panels was pretty straightforward, and I feel like it's one that most people would have. Um, how much do they cost? And how long until I'd be able to recoup any of the cost of installation by getting savings on my energy bill? Um, so let me tell you, after doing the research, these things are not cheap. Looking at one example uh, of a married couple in Massachusetts, they paid in excess of $30,000 when all was said and done for the installation of their PP solar panels. Um, this was after they received a federal tax credit that lowered the initial cost from around $45,000 down to about $31,500, and then an additional tax credit of another $1,000 from the state itself. So, I mean, even though they got almost $15,000 worth of tax credits from the state and, and federal governments, I mean, they still were looking at, at 30,000 plus just to have it installed. So like I said, these things are, are not cheap. So that, that being said though, that, that same couple reported that they saw an average monthly electric bill um, that used to be around $200 a month, cut down to virtually zero. Um, this was the case and is the case for many throughout the country. Um, for the majority of the year. Unfortunately, the savings aren't year round in most instances as the coldest winter months don't allow for enough energy to be collected and produced. So during these months, solar energy, um, when solar energy is not enough, typically you're gonna have to supplement energy needs by being connected to the existing energy grid. And um, being connected to the existing network uh, actually works twofold as it allows for excess energy to be sent back to the electric company actually. So this can sometimes lead to energy credits on top of, on top of your already reduced bill. Um, 
not only not only can you get a credit that way if you send back any excess energy, but like I said, in months where you're not producing the amount of energy that you need because you're, you're not getting as much sunlight during the winter, the energy company can supplement uh, those those needs that you have as, as they arise. So these solar panels are tied into the existing network in, in all instances. And the electric company will usually have a couple different meters outside of your house. One of the meters is going to show how much electricity they actually, um, how much you are actually drawing from them, the electric company. And then the other one's going to show how much you are sending back to the electric company. So this is hence why there could be a credit. If, if you send back more energy than you use, then you're going to see a credit on your bill. Um, so the price of these solar panel systems does continue to drop. And with those drops in price expected to continue, you're going to see the number of, of PV solar panel systems installed throughout the U.S. Um, take off over the next few years, in my estimation. So back in 1998, the average price of a residential system was around $12 a watt. Um, and by 2014, that number had already dropped down to $4 per watt. So, I mean, it's that's, that's a massive drop already. It's expected that these costs will are going to continue to drop as technology allows for greater and greater efficiency. Um, so when I mentioned earlier that the tax or that, that solar panel systems potentially could save not only yourself, but others money on their electric bill, this is kind of how that happens. So solar power systems save money for all ratepayers because they generate most of their energy during the hot summer months when everybody has their um, air conditioner units run in and when the demand for electricity is at its highest. Uh, utility companies, the way this works is utility companies obtain their electricity from a variety of sources and they're constantly having to balance a customer's, uh, their customer's supply and demand. So as the demand for electricity goes up, um, say during the morning when, when everybody's getting up and all the electronic devices are, are being turned on, the utility companies then have to purchase electricity from more and more power plants during these high um, high demand moments. The utility companies start off with plants that produce electricity the most cheaply, and then they'll move up to more and more costly plants that don't operate nearly as often throughout the year because they're smaller and relatively um, inefficient in comparison. Um, being smaller and less efficient typically drives the fuel cost up for um, those energy producers. And then in turn, that really drives the prices up for the utility company when they're buying that electricity. Um, so this is where solar energy actually comes in to help. When a PV solar panel system generates electricity, it goes directly back into the grid. Um, the grid, just in case uh, you're not aware of what the grid is, um, it's the network of connected power stations and transmission lines that actually bring the electricity to individual customers. So utility companies can use the electricity from those solar panel systems, which is the highest during its summer months, rather than turning to those inefficient, more expensive power plants that they were having to buy um, the electricity from. And by not turning to those expensive power plants, each kilowatt hour of electricity generated by the solar panels reduces electricity prices by about one cent per kilowatt hour on average. Um, this may not sound like a significant number, but the average residential customer was charged around 15 cents per kilowatt hour. So if you take one cent away from that 15 cents, it, 
like I said, it doesn't sound like much, but that translates to about a six to 7% uh, average savings. So it's definitely not an insignificant amount of money. Um, also, uh, interestingly enough to me, solar panels also can have a direct positive impact on greenhouse gas emissions as well. Uh, not simply because they're not producing them themselves. I mean, that's, that's obvious that that's going to have a, a direct positive impact since they're not actually producing any emissions while they're gathering their um, energy sources. But they, they actually are tied into the national, uh, natural gas sector as well. Um, so let, let me explain how, how that would work. So natural gas powered utility plants are most efficient during the winter months. And this is because there's a greater difference uh, between the temperature in the natural gas fire in the plant furnace and then the outside air. Uh, the flow of hot air that moves from the fire to towards that colder outside air is what actually creates the power. Um, that power spins the plant's turbine blades, which generate electricity. The greater the temperature difference, the faster the turbine spin and the greater the energy that's produced. So, so how do solar panels generated? So how do solar panel generated energy tie into this? Um, well, when summer temperatures rise, that flow of hot air in the natural gas plant weakens because there's not as big a difference between the, the inside heat and the outside air. Um, so this slows the rotation of their turbine blades and it takes more and more fuel to generate each new unit of electricity. So the more fuel that you have to use, the more fuel that's being burned to, to produce that electricity, you're gonna see more and more greenhouse gas emissions put into the air. However, um, the summer also just happens to be the time of year when solar panel systems generate their greatest amounts of power. So utility companies, instead of having to tap into that natural gas, um, they can use some of the excess solar power that's fed directly into their grid to, um, instead of having to tap those natural gas. So, so this in itself is going to produce less greenhouse gas emissions because they're not having to get into that natural gas quite as often. So, I mean, this is just, that's just a couple things that I had really never really thought about and, and didn't really realize. And uh, it's just interesting to me that solar panels could have a direct impact, not only on the individual homeowner that decides to make the switch to solar, um, but could also save those that get their electricity from that same utility company as, as well. Um, that's just it's something interesting to think about and moving forward. And we'll see if, if solar power ends up becoming more and more prevalent throughout the United States. Um, I think it's going to, but it's just a matter of time and, and a matter of making it more affordable for, for the general public before we see that. Um, but anyway, hopefully this, this overview of how solar panels can save everyone money in the long run after they've dealt with that massive upfront cost. Hopefully it was interesting um, and informative. And on that note, um, until the next podcast is assigned, this has been another episode of the Things They Make MPA Students Do. All right, y'all have a good one.